So this afternoon at the Dhamma offering, we'll take questions in the hall. <coughs> so you can be reflecting during the day if there's any questions you'd be willing to offer in the hall. The main thing I want to explore right now is the change of schedule, which happens today. We shift to the self-directed practice schedule. So I wanted to review the schedule changes. So we'll basically have several times where we are all here together, again, in the hall, like the before breakfast sitting will stay as usual. There will be a practice leader for that so that we can all end in time to do the service, uh, the Sangha service. So we'll have the morning sitting at six, followed by Sangha service and breakfast. There will then be the this period, this instruction sitting at 8.30, continuing as usual. After this instruction sitting, um, those of you who have been ringing the bells and being practice leader in the morning no longer have to do that. The schedule will be open uh, between 9.30 and lunchtime. And then again, after lunch, until the Dhamma offering, sit and walk on your own rhythm. Um, this is not a uh, invitation to just like take breaks all day, <laughs> but it is an invitation to begin to explore your own rhythms of practice. So the Dhamma offering at four o'clock, dinner as usual at 5.30, and then the nine o'clock sitting will also happen uh, each evening. So we'll have the six o'clock sitting, the instruction sitting, the Dhamma offering, and the nine o'clock sitting at night as our four times together as a community in here. Other than that, uh, this, the hall is open, available for you to sit in for the length of time that you feel would be most appropriate for your practice. So this is uh, this becomes an exploration of what what is most appropriate for you? And if you're if you're new to this, many many of you here have done this before, but there's some of you here who have not moved into this open style before, and so it can be a little um, unsettling perhaps to not have somebody saying, you know, this is when you sit, this is when you walk, this is when you sit. Um, and so the, the, the exploration be- begins to become, what, what is it that moves me? What is it that motivates me to sit and to walk? Why am I sitting right now? Why am I walking right now? In terms of the sitting in particular, um, I like to suggest a practice that I learned from Jack Cornfield. I think it's in his Path with Heart book. Um, that in terms of uh, when to know or when to explore how to uh, know how long to sit. You're sitting. You're sitting for some period of time. And at some point there will be some urge to end the sitting. Some urge to get up. You know, this might be expressed as a thought in the mind. Time to stop. Time to walk. Time to get a cup of tea. Whatever. Something Something comes up in the mind. That is an arising in the mind. 
notice it as an urge and let it be there, feel it, feel that urge and let it pass. Jack in his book says, this rarely takes as long as you think it would. You know, it may last 30 seconds, a minute, something like that. So just hang in there with it, feeling that urge and letting it pass. And then continue sitting. You might then notice if the experience is any different after you've let that urge pass. How is it? How does it impact you to have let that urge pass? At some point, maybe shortly or a long time, a second urge will arise. Let it arise and pass a second time, watching the whole process. The third time it happens, go ahead and get up. And so you know that you don't have to sit there forever watching these urges, but but just to give yourself an opportunity to explore what is the motivation, what's the what is it that is making you know making me move? Often in that exploration of watching the urge to move, we, we see the reason. Maybe it's boredom. Maybe it's um, a pain in the body that we're just sick of watching. Or maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's wisdom that understands at this point the mind is sinking a little bit and the brightening of walking would be helpful. So give yourself an opportunity to explore this urge and what it's arising from. And the third time it happens, just, you know, let yourself follow the urge to get up. So that's, that's one way to explore your own rhythm, your own timing around the sitting. Likewise for the walking, you're, you'll probably notice at some point, you know, okay, time to stop walking. And again, notice that. Notice that urge a couple of times before you, you act on it. We can, it also can be helpful to monitor, just, I mean, another thing that this supports for us is learning how to monitor our own energy and mindfulness. That we, um, uh, you know, we see, we see sometimes when we sit for long periods of time, sometimes the energy sinks. Maybe as the energy sinks, the mindfulness gets weaker. And then it can be helpful to, to add some energy to the system by doing walking practice. Sometimes when we're walking, you know, the mind can get, it could get either um, spacey or it could get, you know, after a period of time, maybe you're fresh initially and then it, you start to get spacey. So just monitoring what is supportive for your mindfulness at this point. Getting to know it. If this is new to you, if this is unfamiliar to you, you're welcome to just put yourself on a schedule to start with. You could use the schedule that we've started with here. You could just start with that as a, as a kind of um, guideline for sitting and walking. And then begin to experiment and explore. You're, you're not going to have bells here, so you know, you'd have to just kind of keep your keep your a timer in front of you and know you know when to move but um, you know over time what you may start to play with then is then this urge looking at this urge you may find to your surprise that 
your your mind actually likes the stillness of meditation for an hour or an hour and ten minutes or even longer or perhaps for you actually the walking is really where the mindfulness gets so stable and and it's helpful to walk for an hour or an hour and a half and then come sit for half an hour so for each of us this rhythm will be different and part of the reason I like this open schedule is that it really honors the individual. It honors each person's um, own, um, what supports each person's own practice because it's different for each person. I would encourage you to do a regular sit-walk, sit-walk and in fact to think of the entire time between 9.30 and 12.15 as one practice period. It's not, you know, don't, it's help, it can be helpful not to think of it as a bunch of little, oh, a sit, walk, sit, walk, sit, walk, but just this is a practice period. Some parts of it I'll be sitting, some parts of it I'll be walking, some parts of it I'll be using the toilet. It's just the whole thing as a practice period. And ultimately the entire day, <laughs> From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed is a practice period. For those of you new to this, an aversion to the shift of schedule may happen. Partly um, because as we're sitting in here, you know, some people will be sitting, um, other people will be coming in, other people will be leaving, and so there will not be a still container for the duration of 45 minutes. There's going to be more movement here, more sound in the room, the coming and goings of people. This is just part of the practice. We just recognize hearing is happening. We recognize the reactivity to that. Or sometimes people have, have found delight, you know, that actually there's this lovely feeling of, oh, so-and-so is coming in. You know, somebody comes in and nestles in next to you. You know, without your eyes open, you know that that person is there and there can be this like feeling of friendliness. And so just notice, just notice what happens for your mind as this uh, activity happens in the hall. And that said, it's helpful to be as quiet as possible when you enter and leave the hall. You know, be respectful of this as a silent place of practice and a still place of practice. And so moving as quietly as you can as you come in and out of the room. So when we shift the schedule, I really again want to emphasize the continuity. If what you're doing in this open schedule is spending a lot more time having a cup of tea, many cups of tea in the morning, or uh, you know, just just finding finding times where you're just like checking out of the practice, really look at that and. Um, Continuity, continuity, continuity is where the deepening of the understanding will come from. If you're, if you're giving yourself breaks, I mean, it's, it's fine to have a cup of tea if you are really mindful, if you are aware of the whole process, really present for it. 
take responsibility for your own practice. This is really another part of this uh, open schedule. So I think to support this open schedule and talking with Chris, a couple of things to just remind you about. Um, As the schedule's open, we don't have the regular reminders of what time it is. And so sometimes it can get harder to remember, right, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, it's time to go to the kitchen. Please keep track of the time also and know when your yogi jobs are. I mean, you know, you need to keep track of the time around the time of day your yogi jobs are. So keep track of that and please do arrive in the kitchen for your yogi jobs on time. And then um, a reminder that we are clearing the meals 30 minutes after the meal begins and so arriving to the meals on time. So to support that, um, probably helpful and I decided it would probably be helpful to add two bell ringers to the day. This I think we'll keep this simple at first and see if it's sufficient. We'd like um, somebody to ring the two outdoor corner bells, one at 12.10, to let people know lunch is about ready to be served so that you can come and line up for the meal. You still have to wait for the, the cook to do the, you know, the sign that the meal is served, the bell, the little ritual at the beginning of the meal. Uh, So somebody to ring the bell, thank you, Um, and somebody to do the same at 525 for the evening, thank you. So again, just we'll start with just the two outside bells. You don't have to do the whole walk around the hall. We'll see. Um, I don't know whether we can, does anybody know if you can hear those outside bells in here, in In this room, in this room. Okay, so maybe ring those two outside bells and then come up and ring the bell just outside the hall. Just at, you know, just the little ching bell, just outside the hall. And I think that'll probably cover it. Um, so I just want to briefly, it's 9.30 and we need to stop, but I just want to check in. Are there any questions about the shift of schedule? The sconces um, stay on during the day. I think they could be a little bit lower, a little bit lower in light. We we actually, Gil and I have, have decided that we actually don't want it to be dark in here. So this is, this is a kind of a policy here. And so that's something for you to work with. <laughs> We'll turn these off. It's the sconces that we'll leave on. Yeah. Questions about the shift of schedule? Okay. So um, I, um, I will post again um, a couple of extra sign-ups for today. Those will be in this, e- this evening. Um, so um, there's a group this morning, some individuals this morning, and then the Dhamma offering this afternoon for questions. Enjoy your freedom.